All right, everybody, how we doing? Welcome to episode 68 of Salt, Ships, and Scuttlebutt, a World of Warships podcast. Um, Griefer is out today, unfortunately. Uh, he's off doing something with his family or something other mystical like that. I don't know what a family is. But he's off doing something like that. So to stand in, we have a, uh, well, he's, I think he's been on twice before. Uh, Mr. Pickles wasn't available. I, I asked him to come on to talk about the boat game, and he said, I don't play that. Leave me alone. Stop contacting me. So uh, we have Ferry coming out of the bleachers. How we doing? Hello. Hello. Is it, that's why Pickles blocked me too, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Because uh, the second I message you, you message Pickles and like, please just take this. Please. Yeah, I don't want to deal with please. this. Um, Unfortunate. First things first, I did want to apologize for the audio quality and the production of last week's episode. Um, I know last week's episode didn't really convey it, but Griefer and I take a lot of pride in how the podcast comes out, and there was a little bit of a miscommunication, um, on trimming and some audio work that needed to be done. Griefer and I usually record this in one take, uh, just so, you know, everybody kind of has that peek behind the veil. So we usually just stitch together the audio clips and send it out. Uh, unfortunately, last week I was home and on a really janky laptop so I couldn't record and we were having the recording being done by Dyer um Dyer didn't know how to use OBS didn't know how to adequately you know set up all the filters and everything so we we ended up with a oh I was also dropping out and I think Gaishu was dropping out too so we ended up with a little bit of a garbled piece of junk um, but I just wanted to apologize for that and move forward I got a lot of very very nice comments on the subreddit about that uh, we love Reddit. It is a very awesome, wholesome, chungus space. Definitely not just a cesspool. Moving on. We are joined by a very special guest today. Somebody returning. Somebody who I enjoy talking to. A Weeb Lord Mountbatten. How we doing, buddy? We are doing quite weebishly today, apparently. Yes. So there was an actually uh, a question from Griefer for the guest. Why are you a cringe weeb? Why is he probably getting his intestines eaten eaten by emu right now? Let's I mean, let's stay on topic, please. The only anime I've actually—it's not even an anime, apparently, from what I've been told. The the only one I've actually watched through and through is Avatar, like the Nickelodeon Avatar. But there there there's just this small, very determined group of members of TSOF that are just fervently weebish yes and i think giving them their own channel in order to contain the weebness is not working it's spreading very very slowly throughout the entire clan and the discord well, so oh i can kind of speak to that on this discord at least as well. yeah, exactly um, it started as one channel and now there's an entire section with like 10 different channels in it yeah exactly it's like it's never enough weebs in their yeah. damn manifest destiny I gave them a corner, and it's spreading. It, it, it's to the point where even I have an anime profile picture on Discord now. Oh, that's well, yeah, because so, you're an anime fan, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, Attack on One Piece or something like that. Yep, Cory in the House, yep. my favorite anime. Yes, top ten. Yeah, my favorite Ace Combat bit of my favorite bit of Ace Combat lore. Okay, and now Ace Combat, that's a different story. Like that. Cory in the House. Oh no! Oh, no. That. <laughs> no, I uh. Due to my 
fervent love of Warhammer. I just treat all anime enjoyers like the Inquisition treats uh, mutants with a bolter to the back of the head. No, Green, how does that make you feel considering uh, 40k is also anime? No! No! Don't <laughs> shatter the illusion! You don't understand, we have guys in mechs. Oh, wait. Um, no, that's also anime. Dang it! Ugh. Yeah, but it's cooler and it's grimdark. So, it's different. Okay. And, and did I mention it's cool? Okay. All right. I know a little about both of these topics, so I'm just not even. I've seen like the, the fan, the fan film on uh, YouTube. Was it not not Stellaris? Um, Astartes or whatever. Yes. That oh, looks yeah, that dope. Was just really good. There's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of in or there was there was a lot of incredible animation work being done for Warhammer because as much as as much as I think I know a lot about the setting, there there's over 750 books. Um, so like, there's a lot to get involved in and learn. And it's always really cool because you have people who bring these aspects of the lore to life and, and sometimes put it very high up on a, uh, on a podium, like, uh, the last stand of Rylanor, everybody, you know, kind of knew about it. They knew what he did. Um, and then there was a. There was a uh, no nope, uh, roommates make a noise. Don't want to have another another week of audio complaints. No, there was um, a song made and a few like videos and stuff. And now everybody's like, "Oh my god, Rylan! Oh my goodness!" Still sitting here nodding my head. Yes. Yep. Okay. I, like I know what it means. Yep. No, that's good. I'm done. Forty k. I'm 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 done weaving out over forty k. You guys absolutely sapped this opening conversation dry. How you doing, Mr. Mountbatten? What's going on in the world of Louisiana? Um, it's hot. It is very hot. Um, it's did I mention it's hot? Yeah. It's it's hundred ten in New Orleans today. Oh Jesus! That and Ooh. that was the temperature. The fill was like I think a hundred and like nineteen, hundred and twenty. Oh, oh it, how, it's it's very warm. How hot is it right now, though? At what? Oh, it's only um. Oh yes, it's a toasty eighty-eight. Yeah. It is eight thirty for me right now, and it's a hundred and four. It's ten thirty here. It's <laughs> it's it, it's unforgivable. I, I I went to Mobile today. I went to the Alabama. So this comes out Sunday, right? Or Monday? Sunday to Monday, depending on when I can get this yeah. stitched up and sent out. Understandable. Yeah. So that video's come out already, and man, walking around on a giant hunk of metal with you know armor and stuff. Even though they have air conditioning on it, it it was toasty. I feel crisp right now. I haven't had a shower yet. Yeah, I'm doing it after this gets done. Um, because I I just got back just in time for this about forty minutes ago, because I forgot it's Fourth of July weekend and traffic sucked on on I ten. Um, it's normally a three and a half hour drive. The way I drive, it was like a five hour drive back. It it was a day. Yikes. That's why I'm, I'm actually really fortunate here in Massachusetts because I'm about 40 minutes south of the Salem and about an hour north of the Massachusetts. So I'm, I'm very close to go and get my museum ship fix. But uh, yeah, no, having to, having yeah. to make that trek and, and being on a, another Sodak, especially even up here in New England, 
where it can, it's, can still get toasty. It's, it's not fun. No, it's, we'll see. We used to have the, um, the, oh, what was it? Florida stole it. The, um, Oakland? No, the, we had that too. The, um, I keep on saying Orkin because I'm thinking of the shipping game, but it's like the Orkland or something. It was, it was a gearing that was mod, that was modernized and then Florida uh, stole it. Let me see. I, I have the power of the knowledge of mankind at my fingertips. I was just going to say, and you're fumbling around asking two more. Oh, the Orlick? Orlick, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, we used to have the Orlick in, uh, I think, um, on in western Louisiana. And then it wasn't getting enough food, uh, enough traffic there, so uh, they, I think they donated it or sold it or transferred it over to Jacksonville. So now it's just the kid in Louisiana, so I want to do anything slightly bigger. I got to go four hours to Mobile. You could be like me and live 30 miles from the Iowa and still never go. Oh, dude, man. <laughs> I went to the um, the Wisconsin like two years ago. And I was thinking, yeah, it's just, it's just going to be a bigger Alabama because, you know, that's what the Iowa is, basically what they wanted to build, but Congress wouldn't let them. Um, and then I get there, I'm like, oh, wow, it's 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 a lot more than the Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, I see. I see. Good Lord. There's a lot of people, uh, as a fat history nerd who trolls a lot of internet forums, there's a lot of people who just assume that from the North Carolinas up, the U.S. Naval Department and especially the Department of Shipbuilding just kind of enlarged the North Cal. <laughs> oh, because no. because they, they look at it and they're like, well, three, two guns in the front, one gun in the back. It, it's it's the same. They're all the same. Well, great, uh, you forgot the pointy tip too. Oh yeah, sometimes. Pointy. Yeah. But um, yeah, and, and you when you really look into it, especially like the machinery spaces and the internal layouts, a lot of these ships are incredibly different. So it's it's there's a lot of very large differences between the two uh or between the three different ships. It's very nice. Speaking of differences between ships, I'm getting good at these transitions, baby. We are going to talk about the Lucian changes. I don't care if I'm mispronouncing that wrong. It's the judging by the stats on this thing, it's the name's probably going to change too because everything's changed on this thing like 19 times. Um, you guys familiar with the first iteration of this? Yeah, it sucked, didn't it? I think so, yeah. I mean, judging by how they've changed it, like, three times, I would assume so. Because it started off with Hydro, Deepwater Torps, and a TRB on 10-kilometer Torps at Tier 10. I remember that, yes. yeah. yeah. I, remember, I, remember, I remember reading that dev vlog. Yes. Yeah, and you're just kind of like, mm, what does this do? Nothing? Oh, it's food. Oh, okay. Even right. I, a filthy battleship mage, understood that that was not a good DD. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. And then they uh, ended up putting, I think, a heal on it and a smoke. And they took yes. away the TRB. Yes. And they're like, all right, this, this is going to be good. And they increased the torpedo range to 11 kilometers, I think. Like yes, this this is good. It will be it will be a a, a nice torp DD, and then it, it still just got railed. So they have recently announced a new round of changes. We have a halved main battery, 
reload. And for those of you who don't know, this is a, this is a Neustrashini-esque ship. So it is two 130s forward, two 130s aft. Four guns total. Um, the HE was weakened from 1,800 damage to 1,500 damage. And the detect is lessened, um, I think, down to 5.9. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think so, something like that. So... Whoa. <laughs> oh, don't forget the heal became yeah, better. Yeah, you didn't get to the good to the good thing yet. Yeah, smoke, smoking heavy repair added, and I put in parentheses and bolded uh, on the script. Is this is Sebastopol heal because it has a sixty second duration and a hundred and twenty second reload. It's it's called the same thing because I actually didn't know that the Sebastopol heal was called a heavy repair team. Um, we were talking about it the other day in in Discord with uh, Tsoff. And I'm like, heavy repair? What What's that? And then they said, oh, it's Sebastopol here. And I looked at it, I'm like, oh, that that's what they call that? I thought it was just enhanced repair party, whatever, and they just had an exceptionally long runtime. Yeah. So I guess they're all fat. That's why it takes them a minute to do anything. Yeah. That's why it goes um, up by 67 health a second or whatever it is. Yeah. Which that's... I mean, it just sounds like the way it's worded in the... Um, dev blog because they're like yeah you, you can go in and fight and then disengage heal up and then go back in but if it has like a three minute cooldown like the sevastopols does i don't know how that's going to go over on the dd i think it's a two minute which is it's like 230 or something like yeah. that i think i mean that that's forever in this game yeah so i think it would be you you heal before going into the engagement but that's the thing though like it back during it doesn't and from my experience with the, with the Sevastopol, at least maybe on a DD on a smaller target, it can't keep up with like even like a moderate amount of damage coming in. Because I've had chat shout at me that that's how I need to play it, but I've tried that and it's just like it either it can't keep up, or I kill when I'm fighting, but I still have like another forty seconds of heal that I've just wasted. And I'm gonna wait two minutes and change to get it back. But that's on the Sevastopol. This it could be different on a DD. I just checked. They're both listed as heavy repairs. So, yeah, yeah I think that we may just get a Sebastopol-esque heal. I think it's going to uh, be really interesting. It is, because with, with that with that gun power and the, the torps that still exist out to 11 kilometers at Tier 10, where there's 12-kilometer radar, um, you know, th this is going to be a little interesting, because they're moving it towards... I think they said like an AP gun focused destroyer. Yeah. Because uh, I think the yeah, the fire uh, chance also went down. I think from eight percent to or uh, yeah, eight percent to five percent. I haven't checked. Does it have the uh, Soviet AP? I mean, I would assume stuff? so. It's Soviet. So yeah. Even, even it if it doesn't, I think it that pushes oh. it to the most like the highest AP DPM at tier ten for all yeah. players. I was gonna. That's what I was gonna ask. Is like, they didn't mention any AP damage changes, so I bet we can take the original AP stats. Um, <laughs> I was gonna ask how that stacked up to a druid or something like that. But uh, yeah, that's one point seven second reload is really gonna punch it up there. And that's before you you build into it. But I mean, I'll, building into it, how much can you even get that down to? Like, I was just gonna minute? say. You can drop it by a lot. Really? I, yeah. I, if you're running, what, BFT, Fearless, uh, and, like, the Reload mod, that's, that's what, 12% plus an additional 10% plus an additional 
That's that's a noticeable difference. Sheesh. Yeah, I I think that we're gonna have a very very interesting ship here. Uh, it does lose the smoke generator, and uh, in the dev blog here it does say, however, her low maneuverability, which means it's a fat pig. Um, I think that that is going to make things interesting, though, because even the Nustrashimi, I'm pretty sure, has a heel, right? Yeah, or, uh, not a heel, a, a smoke, smoke, smoke. I'm sorry. Yeah, has, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah so even, even a Nustrashimi has both the powerful heel and the disengage. It just doesn't have the gun power. So, and the ability to just burn a smoke, even if you turn back on it and make it a, an LOS smoke, not even, you know, just stop and, and hide in it, that's still a very, very powerful tool to have. And uh, this ship has kind of lost it here. Don't get me wrong, the concealment's good. Um... I, I just think that it's going to be interesting when you when you have to if you're not able to like use an island or something to to kind of conceal yourself and still be able to shoot over um, or, or use another third party form of concealment. But uh, I think just not having the smoke is going to be a little bit of a uh, little bit of a hurdle for this thing to get over. Because if it's as much of a if if it's a pig, if they're saying it's a pig. Um, it's gonna it's gonna eat a lot of damage, especially from the resurgence of run it down Schlieffens. I've been seeing it in randoms. Hmm. So I don't know. I, hmm? I'm, I'm planning on running it like a discount, like a mix between the Graz and the Elding. Yeah, the thing is, is it doesn't have El well, it does have Elding. It, it hasn't. It doesn't have the chunk. Yeah. Like the chunk control of the. Other. It's prob. It, it can't be less maneuverable than an Elving. Yeah. Huh. And it has a better heal than both in terms of the amount you can heal, like during and after an engagement, right? So, the big thing that hurts Gra, like the big thing that I think it's going to hurt it in open water, at least, is the lack of a speed boost. Yeah. Yeah, that's but, what I was thinking too. Because like you could. If you had a speed boost, you could obviously, despite your maneuverability, turn, disengage, and then pop your heavy repair teams, and then you know go back again. But if you're not fast enough to run away, eh. yeah. I just, yeah, ah, uh, I, I I put it in the notes here, but I think that this thing's just having an identity crisis. They have the 3D I, model made; they just don't know what they want to do yet. I think one of the most ironic things is that. It's going through the exact same thing that happened with the Sevastopol, and now it has the Sevastopol heel. Yeah, and they're just they're just like, bin it, we're gonna make it a Sevastopol. <laughs> Except it's gonna so be the Chinese. solution is let's just give it radar. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, they might. The way they've been going recently with some stuff. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, I guess I forgot this also at the bottom of this dev blog. New Hampshire, an analog of Vermont added for future unique upgrade testing, has been renamed to Utah. Wow. Riveting. Yeah, huge. That's... Why? <laughs> I don't know. They're renaming a test ship that they're only... Not even, not even a test ship, a, a platform. A testing platform. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they're planning on adding a Utah in the future. Yeah. 
speaking of, nah, I, I don't even know how to do this one here. Um, next thing on the docket here is hybrid changes. Uh, for those of you who do not know, the U.S. and hybrids with their aircraft and their dive bombers have a pretty freaking nasty drop reticule. Uh, as somebody who's played, I've played them on PTS, and I think I have Nebraska here on live. Um, the drop reticule is a little bit ridiculous, and it makes it, yeah, it makes it very easy to absolutely dumpster people if you have the right... Uh, if you're dropping the right ship, um, I think the bomb's pen 36, something like that. So you get superstructures and you can get some cruiser decks and stuff. So you haven't played the Louisiana? No, I'm, uh, I haven't ground out okay. the line yet. I was oh, going to... Oh boy, let me, let me, get let me learn you something. Mm. That, the reticle in Nebraska and Delaware is pretty good. The reticle in Louisiana is insane, and I do not know how it got out of testing like this. It's once you let it charge up fully, it's literally the size of your average tier 10 destroyer. Yikes. Um, it's um, super easy if you have um, someone that's like played CVs a lot from last CB season. These guys are able to just dump on pretty much every DD that uh, that um, that they came across, and in that last season, it was just like, oh, here's our DD, and then oh, well, there went two thirds of his HP. Uh oh, um, thousand pound bombs. Whoopsies. Um, yeah. so yeah, that 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 one is pretty crazy. Well, as good oh. as the Nebraska Delaware one was hard, and like on cruisers and battle battleship, it's it's like. Where would you like to start two or three fires and yeah. do eighteen k damage? That that was the question. It's not are you going to hit it? It's where are you going to hit it? Yeah, you um, engage it before it even happens. Exactly. And then on cruisers too, heavy cruisers. Whoops, daisies! There went half of your HP. You know, it's it's it was ridiculous. I'm looking not at it right now. We have a six a six plane attacking squadron. They each drop two bombs, so that's twelve. I'm just going to assume these are thousand pounders. Just dropping on... Oh my goodness. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, 42 <laughs> mil pen, 46% fire chance, 7k bomb alpha. They hurt. Mm. Yikes. The Delaware even has 10. That's still... 10 the reticle on the, uh, the Delaware and the Nebraska is like... You give the ships a chance to potentially like, you know, miss one or two. But the Louisiana is just like laser guided, just about. Yeah, I I remember. Oops, sorry. Oh, so the crazy thing is that's not even what made it like objectively like oppressive in clan battles. It it was able to to really impact you know your health if it wanted, but the real value. Oh of yeah, this was spotting. You just fought. Yeah, yeah. You could hover every destroyer in the game except for like a Holland, but no one plays Holland in clan battles. So you just did it for free. And who cares if your squad got shot down? Because the second you launch your squadron, it's already charging the next one. Oh yeah, two minutes, new planes, regardless. Yeah, yeah that's that's a little bit much. I remember they had to readjust. I think it was Kearsarge. They had to adjust the reticule because that thing is tiny Tim's, and everybody was just like fifteen k DDs. Mm -hmm. I remember those days. 
They were yeah. not good days. Yeah, I didn't play DD for like three months. I mean, it didn't matter. I played a cruiser. I still just got, you know, dumpstered, but at least I didn't, you know, lose half of my health. And that was, like, what, right before they added in the machine gun firing delays for everything? I yeah. think so. Yeah, I think this one that was untesting. Because I still think Q-Service is a new ship that I'm thinking, oh, no, that was, like, a year and a half ago. Yeah. more for a while now. Yeah. I, um... Yeah. The, the interaction between DDs and these ships has always been... strenuous, for lack of a better term. <laughs> because it always seems to go back and forth to... The hybrid always strikes the DD. And then it just goes to the hybrid cannot strike the DD, so it just goes and strikes something else. Because, uh, yeah, yeah. They, they added in the machine guns, and the machine gun, like, firing period on the Kearsarge is, like, four to five seconds. So unless you're really good at predicting, you just miss, because the DD just turns. Yeah. And, you, unfortunately, cruisers can't get out of the way of that, so they, they still kept getting pounded by Tiny Tims, but the... Uh, the DDs were able to, for the most part, unless you caught somebody unaware there in like a cob or a, or a Elbing, they 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 kind of just were able to avoid the bonketing. I'm of the belief that like I can't hit them with the rocket planes. That's fine. I've got twelve sixteen inch guns. Who cares? You know, as long as they're not at like you know like fifteen kilometers out, it's not terribly hard. Yeah, because you have twelve guns. Yeah, shell density kind of helps a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've been really good. I've been getting really good recently at predicting where destroyers go, um, with my Conde, like how they slow down or how they turn out, and uh, I've been really just kind of dumpstering DDs like that, which yeah. is kind of nice. But yeah, no, I th I think that this will be a good change for the DDs, um. It just seems to be a change purely for the DDs and not really for anybody else, but... So here's, here's the thing, here we though, are. that that's kind of the problem inherent with the simple mechanics of carrier play now, where any changes they make to it aren't actually, like, loss or damage prevention, it's loss or damage shifting. Yeah. You're, you're just simply, you're, you're simply shifting the target, the ideal target. Yeah. So, like, and... for me, I, I felt confident I could hit destroyers in Louisiana or Delaware or Nebraska, I didn't because more damage at other ships, and the destroyers are going to kill themselves most of the time anyway. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> That's... Yeah, if the dude survived past the five minute mark, he's probably going to make it to the end. Yeah. yeah. And I and I think that that is a very very interesting way to look at it as well because a lot of people kind of go yippee destroyers are saved. And I and I think that you really hit the nail on the head there with the the damage is just shifting. Because and then that's something that I don't think a lot of people take into consideration. They just go, well, well, I won't get you know struck in my gearing now. This is great. Oh, the cruisers behind me are dead. Oh no, the strikes are still happening, but the target shifted exactly as you said. And then the uh, the butterfly effect of that is, hey, the cruisers behind me are all nuked, so they were far away. So now I have no support as the destroyer. Very fun. When it when is no support ever stopped the destroyer for contesting a cap? They they like to go in there. True. Me take cap. Me, me yes. tiny triangle. Me triangle. Me take cap. 
Me launch smaller triangles. Oh no, me die doing 2,000 damage. Oh no. Speaking of 2,000 damage, this is massive. This is the best news the game has received in years. The Hawkins at Tier 5 got Flatter Arcs and NAP damage buff. She has now become the best cruiser in the game. Yep, better than Moscow. Move over, Napoli. Move over. It, it is the year of the Hawkins. Minotaur who? <laughs> Why did this have to happen? <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest, I had to look at what a Hawkins was. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if you go back and like watch my update video about this, I'm like, oh, so the Hawkins is... uh has been buffed and i'm th i'm sitting there thinking while i'm recording is this the light cruiser the heavy cruiser it's a pr i don't remember what this thing is like yeah it's a tier five cruiser yay yeah i guess I'm, I'm pretty sure it's british yeah but that's about all i got it, i think this this might be one they, they they just forgot to like add in that massive dev blog we got like three weeks ago with like 40 ships getting buffs. That was an incredible dev vlog because I don't think there was any single change there that I wasn't a fan of. I just want to go back and highlight that a little quickly. That that was <laughs> a nice change. But yeah, Hawkins. I just the only reason I remembered it is because I, I still go down and I play my Julio Cesare a lot. And I, I just one shot these things left and right. And I don't think that's gonna change. Yeah, it's the one that's not the emerald that blows up really easily. Yes. Mm, okay, okay. That's it's, how I, I've come to remember it. It's supposed to be a heavy cruiser with a 76mm armor belt on the Citadel. Well, that just means I'm just going to arm all the battleship AP now. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. In some places it has 64mm, so it's even worse. Ooh. Wait, I have a Hawkins in my port. <laughs> <laughs> I think they gave it away as part of like the... <gasps> Yeah, the Royal like, oh, Navy, because yeah, I think yeah, everybody yeah. has the, the Royal Navy camo, the, the yellow, white, two-tone. Cool, yellow and white. Yeah. yeah. That says Hawkins on the back. Or no, it says Royal Navy. <laughs> no, it says Royal Navy. I, yeah. <laughs> Ugh. But yeah, but I guess all, all of you Tier 5 Hawkins enjoyers, rejoice, for your savior has come. Yeah. Speaking... Of saviors. The opposite of that is this week's kind of freelance section. I'm getting really good at these transitions. I can't wait for all of the DMs to tell me how great these transitions are. They're totally not forced. We have the Boats We Hate segment. This one got a little, got a little rusty here. Because we all picked Seattle initially. Mm -hmm. And we couldn't do that. Because that would just kind of be rude to Seattle. So and we could spend twenty minutes complaining about how bad it is. I mean, we're we're going to regardless. Yeah. But I mean, because I'm gonna just open up here and then say my little piece, and then you guys are gonna go. Actually, you're stupid, Green. You forgot all of these other things that we also hate about Seattle. And I I cannot wait about it. It is it is going to be great. But yeah, uh, actually, you want to know what? Mountbatten has an interesting pick. Let's let's choose him first. Why don't, oh, why don't you go? Yeah. I picked, well, originally this Seattle. Because I was thinking, like, well, what Tier 9 Cruiser do I really like to see when I'm playing Miami? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's Seattle. Then I remembered the pain of going through it to get to the uh, Wooster. But um, no, after I was told I couldn't just do that, I chose the Rune. Because 
it has that wonky turret layout, which is great for like kiting and such. But then when it's time to not do that, you have one turret in the front with three guns yep. with kind of wonky angles because you're German and one of the old German cruisers, you still have like the weird geometry situation where you get hit in the smokestack and then now two thirds of your health is gone. <laughs> so that, and then with the anemic German HE and it's just, it wasn't fun getting through it when I grinded my way through it. And it's probably the only tier nine besides like the, the Seattle that I haven't picked up since going through it to get to the tier 10. Now I really like the Hinden, the Hindenburg, um, but the room was just a point where I was not enjoying the grind whatsoever at that point. And that, but again, I haven't played that since 18 ish, whenever I got the, the Hindenburg, but yeah, it eats a lot of damage. It's not terribly fun to play in my opinion. And the turret setup is just, weird in yeah. my opinion no i i enjoy the the little baby 150 oh yeah <laughs> yeah it's great <laughs> the 150 i forgot about that well yeah because that was back when you could actually build the secondaries and cruisers and the hindenburg is actually not a terrible one to do that in um yeah no i did i there's very little i enjoy about that ship besides that it's kind of okay for guiding yeah i enjoyed free xping past it uh, see, that this is before I had the resources to do, to do that. This was, I, before, this was before I had the resources, too. This was actually the first ship I ever looked at in a tech stream. Nah, I, I'm skipping this. I really? saved free XP. Really? Wow. <laughs> yes. I actually ground out Seattle. Did not grind out Rune, because I looked at oh, that turret man. layout oh, and went, insane. this is going to have the turret layout of a Bismarck, which means it's going to, or the turret angles, rather, of a Bismarck, which means this thing's going to suck. I don't want anything to do with this. Uh, you were correct to do that. Yep. The, the only thing it had going for it was the AP. I, I don't know how it is now, because I actually haven't played it in years as well, but the AP back then was really consistent. Oh, no, it still is. Like, the German cruiser AP is really good. The issue with the rune is that if you want to use it, you have to show enough side to where you're going to lose half of your health and something with slightly large guns looks at you. And guess what? There's a lot at tier nine today. Slightly large guns and above, especially with super ships in the mix now. So yeah. they just look at you and, and you're, you're, you're dead. That's another ship I love to see when I play like Yami or any of the, the battleships at tier nine and up. It, you just, it's just a Citadel machine yeah. and not the one that uh, you want to be. I remember just, I ran in, the first rune CLR I ran into, I 38k'd with my Columbo. <laughs> he just turned out and he's like, well, my purchase is paying for itself. Oh, man. It's, it's like when they released the, uh, the, the Azura Lane Azumas, and there's oh. everyone was like, oh, there's a free 70,000 damage. That's great. Yeah, huge. Oh, he's not turning out as I shoot my Yamato shells at him. <laughs> oh, there, oh, there he goes. He's dead. All right. What What about you, Ferry? Do we just want to have the Seattle Ragfest? No, I I, uh, I, I say this because I do agree. I was talking with, uh, actually, Pickles about this, and I agree with him. Uh, the Siegfried. Yes. That ship was a ton of fun, 
when you could secondary build cruisers. Yep. Because now you can run a secondary build, you'd run you'd run fire prevention, you'd run C was basically the same length or the same uh, range as your conceal uh, as it was like half a uh, half a kilometer away. Yeah. It was like super close. It was a ton of fun to just be as aggressive as you want, but still kind of control how you played and how much damage you were taking. And then the captain skill rework happened, and you can't do any of that anymore. So the Siegfried just kind of doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. And it, it gets justified as, oh, well, it has relatively accurate battleship guns, but they're not good battleship guns. The reload's not good, and it's still a cruiser. Yeah, after... After the Euro video got posted, there was a lot of people who I, I talked to about the game who were like, dude, 15 inches on a cruiser sounds great. And then I just think back to all of the 15 inches at tier 8 that suck because they're 15 inch guns, not 16s. <laughs> and I just am like, yeah, it's great, buddy. You, you definitely base your entire decision off of the, these Euro clips. Go for it. Go for it. Like, ugh. Yeah. The, uh, the salt that was rubbed into the wound about that is that the Schroeder dockyard was announced, and it's like, oh, Schroeder's a secondary cruiser. All you gotta do to get it is, what well, grind out an entire dockyard now, Siegfried secondary fans. Yep. It's we heard you. We empathize with you. We're ready to make it right. Now just I'm grind gonna... out this dockyard that you have to pay for to get the ship. I make a Siegfried video at least once every six months because I, it, it is something I wish to be remembered as something that Wargaming has done terribly. I just I just remember Pickles. Pickles does the same thing. He plays it like once a month, and he hates himself for doing it. But he's like, no, I have to do it! So they remember what, what was! That's what pushed him away from the game, was that change. Yeah, it was! It was that! And then he's like, oh, I can go play Shiki. And then the shiki averages shot through the roof. So he'd av- he was averaging like 170k a game in shiki. He was doing really well. Green damage in PR. And he was just like, I'm done. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this game. This is stupid. Well, see, because the shiki got the same treatment as the Siegfried. Because mm. when, they, when they nerfed all the secondaries, then they had to go back and they um, manually boosted the German secondaries uh, accuracy to be similar to the American secondary accuracy after the rework. I don't know if if you guys played the um, German secondary battleships on the P2 server, but like the the, the accuracy was abysmal. Like it, the shells weren't even coming close to the ships. So they they, they boosted the German secondary uh, battery accuracy, and then it basically was in line with the American battleship accuracy after the rework. But all the other secondary battleships didn't get that. So Shikishima, that has basically a Harugamo on either side of it, those secondaries, even if you build into a maxima right now, don't hit anything. <laughs> and they, they used to be great for just like, oh, look, this DD thinks that he can torpedo rush me. You click him, and then the guy dies. I got two dev strikes just with the Shiki secondaries because of that. That's how great they were against uh, DDs. They, they, they're a very excellent DD repellent. So, yeah. The, and Siegfried was a research bureau ship, which took, you know, six lines to reset or whatever. And Shiki was a still ship, which took, you know, a season or two of clan battles and rank to get. And they just nerfed them and said, well, well, now you have to go into a main battery build on these ships. You can't have fun anymore. Yeah, deal with it. Yeah, yeah. 
which sucks. All right. That's my soapbox. I'll get off of it. No, that's fine. I'm getting up on mine. Are we ready, ladies and gentlemen? Are <laughs> oh, we ready? I was going to take this opportunity to complain that Blishka still hasn't been touched since they got rid of open waters. Uh, stuff. No, you cannot talk about the poles. I am Polish. I am, I am Polish. I am Polish. I am a pole. I am a pole. Anyway, the main event, the rumble of the century. The mother-effing Seattle at Tier 9. Holy shit. I'm going to swear this entire section. I don't care. This thing's terrible. Oh, you want armor? 25 everywhere that isn't the belt. Oh, I hope I have a good belt. 102 millimeters. Oh, you have a 51 mil deck. That's great. Doesn't matter when it's surrounded by 25 millimeter plating. All where it counts. Oh, you know, three hundred, uh, four triple 152-millimeter turrets. This is good. Six and a half second reload. I like this. This is nice. 14.3 stock range. I don't know what it is max because I'm not buying the ship to, to put the hull on it. I'm not doing that. I have the credits, too. I'm not going to. I, what does it get up to? 16, 17? Hold on. 15.7. Wow! Not even 16. Yeah. Incredible! Except it's not. The AA defense is actually kind of good. I, I really do like the, um, the AA defense in these American cruisers. It's, it's kind of nice. It has, a, it has a nice heal. 28 second uh, action time. 200 hit points a second, essentially. That's cool. It has DEFA, Hydro, and two separate slots, and then a radar or I think a spotter plane. Use either of those two well, I was getting to that. <laughs> I just, ugh, this thing is just, ugh. I just don't like how the turrets look. Yeah. Turrets look abysmal. Uh, it has a mother effing wild, or Hellcat on floats in the middle of the ship, because why not? Why wouldn't it? Like, correct me if I'm wrong, that's a Hellcat, right? It's like, yeah. Dang. Something that was never on floats. They just put it on floats. Just to spite God. I just enjoy how it's there regardless of whether you take, like, rare yep. <laughs> You have kind of good conceal at 11.9 before building it, which means you probably get it down to, like, 9.9 or something. So that, that's actually not too bad. 33 knot speed. So, yeah, you, you can move adequately at about the same speed as literally everything else at the tier, because once you hit tier 9, you're either German or you go 33 knots. That's just kind of how it is. Or if you're Russian and then you go 38, because you're, the men shoveling coal into the boilers are on crack, and they, it's, it's just insane. But yeah, oof. Oof. Does anybody else want to tag in? I'm, I'm just going to bring up the Dev Strike stories next if nobody else wants to. Oh, I was gonna say I could deal with a lot of those negatives if it weren't for the turret angles. Yeah, turret angles. Small. Turret turret angles are dog, which is kind of interesting because the back turrets should have really good clearance, and the front turret should have pretty good clearance too, but they just don't because screw you. And this is a ship that God made to hurt people with. Um, it has a flat behind, so I've I've actually just one shot them with Moskva's. Um, oh yeah. Yep. So that that happens. Um, like I said, you just kind of get overmatched everywhere that isn't your deck. 
You have a non-existent belt. Um, I've actually AP dev struck one with a Kabarosk. Um, yeah. It's, it's just a lightly armored ship. You know what's funner than that? Mm. Clip boostering it with Clabear. Yeah. That is very, very funny. That's how you get like 20 citadels in a, a handful of seconds. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's somewhere on my channel. I don't know where. It's somewhere down there. Yeah. You, it, it's weird because with some of the tier 9 and tier 10 light and heavy cruisers, you need something like a Clabear or an Elbing with AP and, and a relatively close range to get citadels on it. With, with this, you just need to exist. Um, I'd argue that it's even squishier than a minnow. And unfortunately, you don't get minnow heal. So you can kind of just get smashed. And then you're just stuck there piecing together whatever healable hit points you have. It's not like the minnow where you can just click a button and, and re 3D print part of a ship. I mean, the big thing is it doesn't have the minnow acceleration either. Mm -hmm. that, that's really what helps minnow more than super heal. You never wind up getting nuked in it. Yeah, because you can just accelerate out. Yeah, so like the super heal is there to to heal back the chip damage you take, as the like, hey, I ate 10k instead of four citadels and 50k. Yeah. Whereas the Seattle, uh, you just kind of don't. Yeah, you just get dumpstered and then feast. Yeah, then you have the American healthcare system to piece you back together. Hey oh. That'll be $600,000. and you're going to hurt for the rest of your life. Oh, man. That, my dad had to have triple bypass surgery. And, oh, man. <laughs> Enjoy never being debt-free ever again. Have fun. Yeah, hey, uh, well, that's another story for another time. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, it's it's just not a really good ship, no matter how you cut it. Um... Yeah. A anything else? Do we want to add anything else? I was taking a look to see if it at least got good depth charges. No. <laughs> I think it has deck depth charges. No, no, they're the planes, but there's they're forty two hundred per, and it's two bombs. So, <laughs> not good. <laughs> Probably average for the tier. Yeah. I I was gonna say if this thing got deck depth charges, it just. <laughs> <laughs> that just would have no, would not have been good. All right, moving on from Captain Green's bitch session of the week, uh, we are going to do a line review because that's unique for World of Warships content. We are going to do a little bit of an in-depth uh, dive onto the Japanese cruisers. I decided to do the Japanese cruisers because I don't think we've done an in-depth dive into anything Japanese, and the law states that anytime Ferry comes on the podcast, we can't talk about destroyers. So, uh, yeah. So that's that's what he mainly plays. So we're going to talk about cruisers. Um, what do, what do we think the pros and the and the cons of the line are? Do we think they're just the stereotypical HE boats that everybody? thinks they are do we think what, what, what are we thinking here i thought i was just unlucky turns out you're, you're con, you know, conspiring against me oh yeah 100 uh, percent uh. griefer too as expected yeah 
They're very power crap. Yes. Yeah, yes. Very power crap now. Yes. Um, it's it seems like every new cruiser line that comes out is starting to have eight inch guns or larger. Um, you know, for the eight, the nine, and the ten, and especially for the Megami, the Ibuki, and the Zhao, if you fight anything with larger than eight inch guns, you just kind of get gaped. Um, I love the the Ibuki in the line. Um, oh, the so sweet. Yeah, the Ibuki's awesome. I was not expecting to love this ship, um, but I I did. This is the line that I was. Um, I, I made a video talking about like uh, the issues that like Hayato was having, and one of the issues I brought up was uh, how fast one can get to higher tier if one just opens thine wallet. Yeah. And I made a statement of video saying that you can get to like tier 10 like uh 25 games if you really know what you're doing and if you you know spend money on boosters and stuff and the japanese cruiser line was the line that i chose to do to prove my point in and i got to the zao in like 26 games yeah. or something like that so i don't have a lot of time on most of those ships because i didn't enjoy playing most of them going through the line uh just he farming just you know literally farming to get as much a a xp and credits as possible uh they they were and that that video was two years ago. I can't imagine going up the heavy cruiser line right now, um, except the Buki. Buki and and Zhao are Zhao's okay today, and Buki's glorious. But everything else is just why play it when there's so much better out there now. I mean, when it first came out, they were a lot of fun. Right when it was it was basically just the Japanese heavy cruisers and the American heavy cruisers. Mm-hmm. But they were built for a game that is not the present game. You have like you have something like the Nevsky, right? That's an HE farmer that has really, really good AP at every range with a base, what, 21 kilometer range, I think? Yep. Yeah. 19 kilometer range, sorry. 19 kilometer range base, right? You compare that to the Zhao, which doesn't have TPM. Has very accurate guns, so that's that's you know a plus versus the Nevsky. But the Nevsky's guns aren't really that inaccurate. Has worse AP at range, but potentially better AP at close range. Has concealment, which is nice, but concealment kind of doesn't matter anymore in now in, in like the present meta in the game, at least in randoms. Concealment doesn't matter because it doesn't have the range to like really use it at higher tier. Yeah, base seventeen five is, is yeah. very bad. Or actually, that, that might not be the base. I'm just staring at it with like red mark on it. Yeah, the the, the and that that was something that I really wanted to touch on is these ships were built around stealth and HE alpha, and that the the meta and the game where that works just doesn't exist anymore. Like I'm running range mod on my Zhao, right? Eighteen eight kilometer range. It's it's not. Good. Most tier nine, tier ten cruisers are coming out with that stock. They're they're breaking the twenty mark with um you know with uh, gunfire with you know the the second uh what is it fifteen sixteen percent increase range. They're breaking it with that. Um and even some ships you don't even need the the range. You can just run reload. Uh, mm -hmm. And unfortunately with Zhao, it's just you kind of have to run that range. It to get. That benefit, 
uh, and, and be able to get the ship in a position where you can farm damage at range. You can, you know, wiggle a little bit to avoid the incoming damage. 16-2 is a stock. Yeah. On Zal. God. Oh, like, so the other thing in terms of even survivability, right? Yeah. The Zell was built on a game where you dodged with by turning. Yeah. That doesn't happen anymore because everyone's kind of figured out how to aim at targets that are moving left and right. People are getting better at, at aiming at targets that are like speed juking or you know, cutting speed and going fast to dodge shells, but everyone still kind of knows how to hit stuff that's that's dodging left or right now. And so the one thing that the Zao was really, really good at, and like the leg mod emphasized, was your ability to just kind of use your rudder to dodge as well. And that doesn't happen now because, hey, you screw up once and a Columbo 30Ks you. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of um, the cruisers, and now we're talking about new cruisers coming out with um, more range. Yodo stock has more range than... Almost more range than Zal does with the with the range mod. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. The light cruiser outranges the heavy. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's that's <laughs> one of the things. Like Zal's in such a bad place now. Like, legitimately, if you combined the reload and range mod for Zal and you just kind of put that on the base ship, it's a viable ship and it's not overpowered. Or yeah. If you just give one of them. It's still like very well balanced. But the fact that it has. What, I think it's a base 15 second reload. Uh, 12. 12? Okay. No, 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 I'm sorry. That That's my Zal with the okay, that's with trackhead build on it. Uh, 13.7 base. Yeah. That's that's abysmal when you're talking about something that is honestly just an AT farmer. Yeah. Yeah. They especially outside of like 10 kilometers. Especially when you have ships like Petro coming out with like 10 second reload. Moscow's on 12s. Um, you really, really, really have that slower reload and again it was slower reload to offset the stealth of the hd alpha on the ship and you just can't use those tools in your toolbox anymore uh in in the current meta and that's really felt all the way throughout the line um uh, alba doesn't have all that great range uh either i think it's 13 6 yeah yikes yikes at tier six um well that's what i remember going through that that Hypergrind I did, I was wondering like, how do I use these ships when I have to get so close, even with their stealth I'm like, almost knife fighting in a lot of situations with how bad the range is up yeah. and down the line Yeah, at least so with It's not just a bow thing Yeah, at least with Miyoko, you get up to 15.6 mm -hmm. um, and, and you have stock 13 kilometer detect, Jesus Yeah, Miyoko is not stealthy Yeah um ugh. yeah you just it's it's just that whole thing up the line there there's a reason i like got and dropped the japanese cruisers about a hundred times before i just buckled down and and got zao um it's just not it's just not uh, relevant ships tech um you know design wise because yeah I used to love my Furutaka. Yeah. And, yeah. Now it has, like, a 13-kilometer range. Because screw you. So, the, honestly, I kind of am very upset with board gaming about one of the changes they made to the Furutaka a long time ago, too. When mm -hmm. 
You remember when it had the single gun turrets? Yes. And then they added the the two the two gun turrets. Yes. Not a fan. There was nothing at that point that really differentiated it, at least like munition wise, from an Elva. And that was kind of the thing that like it helped you learn basic angling. It helped you learn like basic gunnery and stuff like that, which is kind of important in the lower tiers where you're like learning how to play the game. And it kind of covered up a lot of the the harsh lessons harsh lessons that you had to learn early on in the name of like, oh cool, we're just gonna put two gun turrets on it. The thing that I really liked about the three gun Furtaka, or well six gun technically, was the fact that you had such an abysmal turret traverse. And it's still the case in Furtaka right now, because I think you have like a 30 second turret traverse. Where it teaches you, and, and this is a skill I brought up multiple times in the podcast, so I'll, I'll keep this brief. But pre-turning your guns is such a great habit to get into. And it, it's not hard. You just, okay, I'm going to get in, engaged on the left side. You know, turn, bring my cursor over there, control X, there you go, the turret's turn. And that, that really was hammered into you in Furtaka because you had to have all of those guns on target to effectively use the 8-inch guns that you had at Tier 5, which made you a menace. And with the turret traverse, you couldn't wait for them to turn. You you had to have them ready. Um, that's something that I, I really kind of... I agree with you on the... On the... Uh, and my brain just died. Great. Furry taco? Yep. Thank you. And that that's kind of, you know... It's, it's just kind of lost... A little bit now. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get, like the, the whole the whole heavy cruiser line itself is just in a really weird weird place. Like the Mogami really doesn't belong there with the one thirty fives. Yep. It, it should have gone to the light cruiser line and just split it up into two ships, but it still exists as a one fifty five Mogami if you want, which you should be taking instead of the two oh threes. Yeah, the the two oh threes and Mogami are like even 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 like even back then, the Mogami was kind of balanced around some of the old, old captain skills, where, like, you got to benefit from PFT and AFT. And, like, that made it a ton of fun. That was that was an amazingly fun ship to play. It's just, it, you can't do it anymore. Yeah. The, the Japanese light cruiser line is something that I would like to say kind of breathes some new life into the cruisers. Um, the 150s are pretty nice. You you have good turret traverse on them, uh, because they're they're modernized mounts. The reload isn't as nice because somehow you go from taking what is it 13.7 on a stock, uh, Zhao? Is that what yeah. you said? Yeah, yes. you yeah you go from that to to 15 <laughs> seconds on a Shimanto on 150s, which I, I don't know how. I guess they play like a hand of card in between loading the shells because it is just not good. But you start base at 15km range and you can you can move that up. You have a spotter plane. You have a whole bunch of different tools in your toolbox. You keep advancing that. Um, People say the Yodo is bad, but it's pretty comfy. No, I like the Yodo. The, shell, yeah. the, the, the ballistics are also really nice too on the shells. Yeah. It's and very I mean, base... comfortable. Base twelve and a half seconds at eighteen kilometers is 
not great, but it's manageable. It's it's just weird how they made a light cruiser line feel like a heavy cruiser line with the guns. Because it's just, here's a bunch of guns, and if you can hit them, you're doing like heavy cruiser damage, but you have heavy cruiser DPM too. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, RPM too. So it's it's this really weird thing where it's feels like you're playing a heavy cruiser, but then like you get shot at and you know you're sunk because it's a Yodo, and you're like, oh yeah, it's a light cruiser after all, huh? Yeah. Yeah. The one thing that I do like about the Yodo over everything else is you lose two and a half seconds on the reload, which is nice, and you have eighteen km range, which means that you can vomit your fifteen. Is it or is it uh? No, it's, it's eight guns. Yeah. Guns. No, it's 18. What? Six, but... Six times three. Yeah. I'm bad at math. Yeah. It's no, I, I was bad at math initially, and then you agreed with me. So we'll we'll, we'll sink down that. We'll, we'll, we'll accept that together. We'll fall on that grenade together. Sorry if you're teaching, not a math teacher. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing that's nice and often underappreciated still, which I don't know why, is the torpedoes. 100 second reload on 15 km torpedoes that go 60 knots to do 24,000 damage, essentially. The zoning torpedoes on this whole line are very, 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 very good. Um, They're very good because someone like me can actually make them usable. Yeah. And I suck at torpedoing things besides driving by them in two kilometers in like a, you know, good nice an hour or something like that. Yeah. They're comfy. They're, they're very comfy. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I um, it it's they're they're in a, a the heavy cruisers are definitely in a in a position. Um, they need some love. Yeah, more than the turret buff that Zhao got. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's always the weird thing. Is like they're aware that Zhao is, I guess, untouched yeah. for so long, and they're aware that people are complaining that it's like it's power crap. It's a little underpowered. It's not genuinely a very good ship anymore, but every t- every time that gets brought up, at least the last time I paid attention, the response was, "Well, people still play it." Yeah, yeah. They always bring like, "Oh, it still has like the average number of battles amongst the other tier ten cruisers." So it must be fine. So that's actually kind of the question for me, though. Is I cannot remember the last time I saw a Zal in randoms that wasn't me. Yeah, I still run into them. Like they're they're not super common. But I'll see one like every five games, something like that. It's like, oh, there's a Zao. Someone's actually playing the Zao. And then they I die, and you're like, oh, they're not playing yeah. the Zao anymore. The Zao, and I shoot them, and they go back to port. Yeah. Um, I think it's probably the least, my least seen tier 10 like cruiser in randoms, or at least tech tree. Yeah. The start a Zao counter now. See how many of them I'll see. Do we is the light cruisers a line that we recommend to new players, or do you think that it is more of a seasoned veteran line? I think the common consensus is you just don't touch <laughs> heavy cruisers. <laughs> I'd say the common consensus is don't touch the Japanese cruisers until you really know how to. Yeah, use. yeah, that's typically what I recommend. But and the battleships too, because the the Japanese battleship dispersion is incredibly infuriating um so i typically recommend like anything japanese once you get like two or three lines in then you can try it out 
But I would recommend the light line over the heavy line if I was recommending one of the two cruiser lines. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you a lot, even about the battleship. Uh, even though a lot of people just see and go, wow, I could get a Yamato. All I have to do is get through all of these other Japanese battleships I've seen in history books and in my animes. This is awesome. And then they have to, and then they, yeah, and then they take a Nagato and they get dumpstered by a Colorado and they're like, I hate this. This is terrible. Um, but I think it's, it's fun. something you mentioned earlier too happened with the battleships as well. Uh, they didn't move the, uh, what was it, the one with the 155s, the, um, Casemates? What do you mean? No, the the the, the cruiser with the one fifty fives. Yeah, the Megami. I was sure it was the Megami or the uh, whatever other one. They didn't move that one over to the light cruiser line, but they also didn't separate the battle cruiser cruiser line and then bring in like some actual Japanese battleships to fill in the slots. Yeah, so don't have options. Yeah, the amount That's of they have to stop them before just making some stuff up. Yeah. That's Izumo. Yeah, yeah. Literally, literally came to existence based off of like a post-it note. On, on I like it was just a gap there from the from the Amagi to the Yamis, the avoid. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, we gotta fill that. Yeah. Trip three. Yeah, Japanese Nelson, go. Just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um. You want to know what? I'll, I'll get up on my brave boy chair. I just don't like Jap. I just don't like the Japanese battleships overall. Ooh. I don't enjoy playing them, and this is coming from somebody who's a lot of time vested in battleships. I just don't like them. I don't like my Yamato. I don't like my. Really? Yeah, I just, I just don't. Because green is, uh, green's what we call a self-hating weed. No, I hope. Um, no, I just, when it comes to tier 10 and, and battleships, it's just, there's, there's other stuff that's more fun or. I'll say like, even with like, with the ledge mod, there's still just some really infuriating salvos that comes out of Yami's barrel. Yeah. And then I'm like, man, this is with the legendary mod. I can't remember playing this thing without it. It's gotta suck. Yeah. I, I mean, the big with leg mod is it just made it more consistent. You yes. still get the, like the really bad volley, but at least most of your volleys were consistent. Yeah, that's 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 what makes it a lot more comfortable to play. Yeah. Now they they pour cement in the turrets, but I mean, who cares? Yeah, I mean, drink turrets. Yeah. <laughs> my my logic is just kind of why would I play Yamato or as a Satsuma when I could play uh, Ohio, uh, Thunderer, Incomp. I just, I just don't enjoy the Japanese battleships. I have a lot of them, you know. I, I, I have Satsuma because I got upset because I kept getting one hit by Satsumas. So I went out and I bought one out of spite, and I'm averaging like 190k in it. But I just, it's just not. I just don't enjoy it. I have a Yamato. Yes, it exists, but I, I don't, I don't, I just don't enjoy it. I can I can answer that for you. What were oh, the, the okay. three ships you, you said were in, in comp, what and Thunderer, and what else? Uh, Ohio. Ohio. Okay, so uh, you play those two ships over Ohio because haha, funny gun sound. Yeah. You play those two Ooh. ships over a Thunderer because you have a soul. And <laughs> you play those two ships over an in comp because you don't want to burn steel on an in comp. I already burnt steel on an in comp. Unfortunate. 
Do not listen to him, my children. Please buy in comp. It is it is incredibly fun. It's a battle crew. It's bigger than most battleships, and it has a ten kilometer detect. Yeah, yeah it's a meant to, to destroy cruisers. I I love my in comp. I think that is just very bad for the game. It's a dumb ship. Why why does a ship with five hundred and ten millimeter guns have better concealment than most of the cruisers in the game? And, and go like forty knots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and have corpse. Yep. And hydro and defa, I think. Yeah, it does. It has yeah. all those things for some reason. It, it makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. And uh, specialized deal. So the <laughs> incomp is just very fun. Please buy incomp. I'm not sponsored by big incomp, but I, I wish I was. Anyway, speaking of changes and in comp, we have clan battles changes that I figured we'd also briefly talk about because I know Fairy plays clan battles. Do you play clan battles, Mr. Mountbatten? I do. Okay, well, that makes two of you. Um, this was announced earlier this week, the 23rd, I think. We, didn't, we weren't able to squeeze it in the last week's episode, I don't believe. But um, we had some clan battles changes. We had some ships added to the restriction pool. A few of these I understand. A few of these I don't understand. Um, so now a team can no longer have more than one ship from the following list. And that list is Alaska, Alaska B, Kronstadt, Nebraska, Delaware, Kearsarge, Kearsarge B, Vladivostok, London, Massachusetts, and Massachusetts B. What got added to that list because that list sounds really similar to uh what we got at the beginning of the season uh, was it the hybrids no, no the, the hybrids, hybrids are already super gone. restricted i think it was the vlad the, yeah i think the, the vlad alaska. Got added. no alaska was there too because yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. I don't remember. All, all I know is, like, I didn't play a ton before the, that change this season, but the comps that we were running into before the change are the exact same comps we're running into now. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, because, like, we still just take in Alaska. Or, well, well we, that or, like, you know, we, actually, in, in High Storm, double Schroeder's everywhere. So it's like you take two Schroeder, a comp, and fill in with the ships that you know you can play and then go for it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Schroeder's become the meta-defining thing this season. Yeah. Everyone's running it from, from the very top to the very bottom, and the I'm pretty sure they added Vladivostok to that, because I think Lennon was included I think in that before. So. Yeah, Lennon was Vlad included, was. Mass was included. But yeah, this was added after everyone had already switched to everyone's running Schroeder's. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's kind of concerning that essentially there was a Schroeder or two on every single team, and the Vlad somehow was the thing that got taken. Yeah, the the Vlad got taken yeah. out back, and and Shot. I want to see the rabbits, George. You know, Ugh. which is kind of funny because no one thought Schroeder would be that useful this coming into the season. Dude, but it no. turns out that when you have a tier nine built for aggression and kind of 1v1-ing things, and you stick it against a bunch of tier 8s, and most of the time in 1v1s against those tier 8s, it kind of does well. <laughs> and then you put two of them against those tier 8s. 
Yeah. And watched everything die. It almost made me regret not grinding out Schroeder. Well, I think it's and, so funny how, like, we, we we were psyops to think it was a terrible ship, and now it's dominating in yep. game battles. Well, here's the thing. It, like, I still maintain that in randoms, it's a terrible ship. It is only good in this specific format of clan battles because it doesn't see many other tier 9s. It yeah. guaranteed will not see any tier 10s. It guaranteed will not see super ships. But, like, tier for tier, it's basically just a Napoli with Hydro. That's not wrong. It's ridiculously fast, too. Especially on these maps. As as our Cossack player, it's a little annoying that I have to spend another season <laughs> getting chased down by a secondary cruiser that's yeah. faster than me. I don't know about y'all, too, but I'm tired of playing against the same five clans every night, too. Yeah. But it's okay. NA's thriving. Yeah. That's a, that's a fun discussion to have. Yeah. I was actually going to slate that in for a few weeks here, once we're done with the season. Yeah. Actually, you want to know what? We could punch it up the next week. I think we could, I think we do that next week. The, the, of... the health of NA competitive? Oh, yeah, that's going to be great. About the same health as... I don't know if I can say that. Good. I don't know if I need to say that. Good DM it to me. No, nah, DM it to me. I'll, yeah. I'll let you know if you can say it. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> Actually, on second thought. Yeah, you can do that, Fairy. That's good. That That's oh, okay. fine. Okay, so my sister has a... Uh, she's in med school, right? And she's, in, she's on rotation right now. And so she has a patient that uh, has, I think, three different kinds of cancer. Months to live, and her liver's failing, and she's probably healthier than NA comp. Yeah, yeah, that's it's man. There's a lot of things I could say right now, but I don't. I I shouldn't say them. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna move on from competitive. Competitive always brings out the best in us. Let. Oof. Mm. I, I honestly, the thing with me is it like I have spent so much time and effort in this game, and it's concerning to say the least yeah but yeah anyway moving on another big change after another big implementation uh this week we had the changes to asymmetric battles now for those of you who do not know asymmetric battles are tier nines and tier tens versus tier eights right eights and sevens sevens uh, eights and sevens but it's six v twelve or five v twelve five v twelve i am batting Oh and two right now. That's good. Good thing I don't host a podcast that gives information to people. No, you get it. You get one more hit and another at bat, and that's been a good game, right? Yeah. Um. You know, uh, still bots, still the co-op bots, but a lot of people found it to be interesting to play because you have to manage your ship's hit points better. You can't just W key in because you will get focus fired down. So it's it's kind of like co-op with a little bit more thought. Um, is kind of how uh, I, I see it. Uh, the way Gaishu described it last week was a bridge between co-op and randoms as it's a lot less stressful than randoms, but it is a lot more involved than co-op, which I think is awesome. 
and I still think is awesome. And a lot of other people thought it was awesome too because people were recording monster games in asymmetric battles. So they reduced the credit income by 25%. Yikes. Reduced base XP uh, by 15%. Yikes. Now, this is where things get interesting. And by interesting, I mean very confusing. Combat missions will give a 40% and a 50% bonus to credits, excluding battleships. So, A, what's with the racism against battleships? Come on, what's going on here? B, is this combat mission strictly relating to asymmetric battles, or can this be daily stuff, too? Um, like... Uh, I don't understand the math here. Do you, you guys maybe pick up on that, or am I just... Am I Battleships joined? are now in, war, in World of Warships, as we have been excluded from this. Yes. Um, but, like... Math-wise, I mean, like, with the changes to secondary damage, where they where that now counts as main battery gun damage and not the reduced income that it was beforehand, you take a GK, you put Luchins on them, you get the silly 15% buff, and you're in a GK, right? So, like, you're going to live where the Schlieffen would perish. And you just go in there, and you get 250,000 secondary damage on top of the 200,000 damage from your main battery guns. You have a 550,000 damage game, and with just the green credit boosters, you now have 3 million credits in, like, 7 minutes. That's fair. Yeah. Maybe I should do that. I'm, I'm, I think that's... You can't anymore. The change are already, already implemented. Dang it! You're still gonna make like a million and a half in that game. Yes, you still yeah. are. You're still gonna make like two million if you have that, because it's it's a reduction by twenty five percent. So like, if you were in a situation where you made a million credits, you're still making seven fifty thousand, which is still very good. That's more math for me than I can handle. A geography teacher, you know. Sometimes I can do it. Um. So like, you're still making profit, especially if you take something like a GK, which has the reduced uh, repair cost afterwards. But it's not quite as nice as it used to be. It, it was a very easy mode for players that were having credit issues to just go in and play like two or three modes, and now their credit problems have been solved. Um, I guess Wargaming didn't like that because they've been trying to fight credit inflation for... They, they've been fighting inflation harder than the U.S. government for the past five months. So I, that that's my two cents about what's going on here. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it's funny that this is a band-aid rather than actually fixing the real problem. Because I think the real problem when it came to this was the AI bots and the co-op bots are still really bad. And they just die. Like, they don't care about crossfire. They don't care about certain things. They don't notice certain things. So, like, you can dev strike a lot of them relatively easily. Or they'll sit in your secondary range without really caring to leave all that often. So... You have easily farmable bots brought about by not exact like it's. I'll give the wargaming credit. Like it's a credit. It's I. I'm not a coder, but I'd imagine it's exceedingly difficult to code like functioning, intelligent bots. They didn't do that in co-op, and they didn't do that in asymmetric co-op. So you have a situation where you can just easily do all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And battleships were probably the class that was able to take advantage of that the most because. You have the ability to dev strike something every 30, 35 seconds. Oh, I, right? I have deleted so many hawks in this mode. It's hilarious. Um, 
but, but what they pretty much did is that they made them the board. They all have like this hive mind. And I've noticed that the, the, they'll pick one ship and just like laser focus it down. Like be, better than the best firing. They just choose a target and they melt it down. But they pay zero attention to the GK that's two kilometers away from is about to send them back to wherever the bots go when they die. They, they, they will ignore you, even though you're about to blap them out of the water because they're focusing like the Stalingrad that's 15 kilometers away from them. It's, it's strange what they've done. I would like to know like what they tweet with the bot settings to get them to this point. I think it's um, class based. Yeah, and that's what I've heard too. Like they, they they go BBs, cruisers, then BBs, but then they also like if something's a little bit closer, sometimes they'll focus that. Or like uh, if they, it's low HP, they'll focus it. Yeah, 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 that too. And they do actually like go to like the outer caps now because in co op they would just kind of W and go for it from wherever they would spawn, but they actually kind of distribute a little bit better. But I mean, you're right about how they really don't care about themselves. They don't have a lot of self preservation. Something else that they changed that I really do enjoy as well now that we're on bot changes is um, they will respond a little bit better than they used to to uh, situations. And the CV will int itself at the end of the game, um, which is awesome because I hated having to run down CVs in a GK <laughs> or something in co-op. Yeah. Oh, they also kite. They kite really well now in uh, in asymmetrics. I've noticed that they, they they don't just go in for the ram. They're actually like game return. It uh, I'll blap them, but they try to kite. You know, yeah, they'll, yeah. They'll, they'll they'll turn they'll turn around in the middle of the cap, flat broadside to like yeah. three ships, which isn't unlike a lot of players I've ran into. But that's besides the point. Um, I was told I'm not allowed to make fun of randoms players this week, so I will not do that. Oh, well, I got okay. Sure. We are. Yeah, you, you guys can. I don't know. I, I still, like... I haven't seen it in, in asymmetric battles, so I don't know if it exists, but at least when I like when I do the random missions for co-op for Christmas crates or whatever. Um, I don't know if we're... Yeah, I don't know if Wargan does this with the asymmetrics, but do they force you to have a carrier even if no one is taking a carrier? Uh, No, the other okay. side just won't have a carrier. Okay. That's asymm good. Asymmetrics is purely players against bots. Okay, that's 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 a bit of an improvement. That was that was the thing I always hated was you'd have a bot carrier on each side when no one wants to deal with a carrier, and you'd win, but it would take you you know ten minutes because you're chasing the other the other CV. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a fun change of pace game mode. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Secondary battleships. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Well, that's all we have for topics today. Is there anything else anybody wants to discuss, or should I um, ask my history question and we can all boogie-woogie on out of here? I've got a video to edit, so the question would be great. All right. So we're going to spend 45 minutes talking about something else now. So the Sea Lord Mount. Yep. It's Deep Rock. Oh, we're peeling back the curtain. It's Deep Rock. <laughs> It's eight dollars on Steam. Buy Deep Rock. Oh my goodness, Brock with you. Oh, I'm not an addict though. That'd be bad. Never. 
right. I'm gonna. Yeah, actually, I'm gonna ask this question. Then we can go play Deep Rock Fairy. Um, the question this week is going to be very, very simple. We had a little bit of an abstract one last week and a Warhammer one the week before. Both of those ran us out of a lot of codes. So I'm going to do this one a little bit differently. I am going to, unfortunately, have to limit the amount of people who get codes. It will still be five, though. So don't feel like you need to not DM me to get codes. But um, if you can DM me or Griefer and answer which uh, what the name of the Jap... Uh, I almost said Japanese. The Italian... Uh, unique torpedo defense system is. If you can tell me the name of that, I will give you a WoWS code. So, yeah, there, there is that. What, you want to DM me the name? Sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. Huge. Yep. All right, well, that's it on my end. Sea Lord, do you have anything you want to plug or anything you want to say? Uh, I imagine most listeners here are familiar with me but if you're not you can check me out on youtube same name um oh we no no replace well, me you said you said same name though well i was going to say it's not the anime profile picture not yet that 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 that's in reserve in case yet. the whole family's like hey we don't want you using actual louis then i'm just going to replace him with the uh ai um anime louis then i think that would be really funny if you got like a reach out from the foundation they're like yes stop it and then they check it like two days later and it's just anime (laughs) week they're just like can you also stop that (laughs) every time they send you a letter it has to become more and more degenerate it's required yeah Yeah. just like the the the, um the uniform gets a little bit more risque every time yes change some of the uh facial the facial expressions yeah. <laughs> what could you mean by this? I don't know. I'm not a weeb. Never, never would have thought. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. But yeah, Sea Lord does. You said earlier you stream. Yes. Twitch. Uh, Twitch and YouTube until Twitch gets mad at me. Mm. Um. Other than that, that's about all I do. All right. Well, I'd like to thank Mr. Weeb Lord Mountbatten. For coming, it is always a pleasure uh, to talk to you, as always. I, I genuinely do enjoy talking to all of our guests, but uh, some of them just hold the conversation very, very well, and you happen to be one of them. Oh, well, that, so. that makes my heart a little warm, my little mm, weeb heart a little Yep, yep, your little weeb southern heart. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's about it. Fairy, you want to say bye? Oh, bye. Nope, I'm going to cut you off. Bye.